Hello, and welcome to the Transient Wool Merchants. We're your hosts, Amy and Heather. And we have had quite an absence, and today we will let you know why and all of the wild changes we've got going on in our lives here. <laughs> True that. Um, let's see. So the last time we recorded, we were at Kentucky Sheep and Wool, which was at the middle of May. Right which was approximately a million years ago. So a short little recap. Um, Right after that, we put our house on the market in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and we had a contract in 10 days, and then we moved out July 9th. And in the meantime, for all of that, I died like, oh, I don't know, 700 skeins a yard or something. It was just insanity while packing and moving and all of that. And since then, we've driven from North Carolina to Ennis, Montana, and we're here for two months um, of unlimited crafting time. And eventually, in September, I'll get back to dyeing some yarn. But that's pretty much why I've been MIA. Yes, just even being able to text you has been a challenge because it (laughs) seems like you're always driving somewhere or working on the camper or moving things or dying things or it's just been it's even been difficult to maintain our friendship while while um you've been well I I did predict that your house would sell in 10 days I'm going on record I'll give you that yeah that was pretty much the resounding number people were like 10 days 10 days I was like uh you know it'll never happen and really the whole thing went pretty smoothly I might have an ulcer, but it really went pretty smoothly. Well, I also have an ulcer, and I've named it June, because in the month of June, we had nothing but rain for six solid weeks. It rained here from, like, June 1st until the middle of July. So we have spent the last six weeks, well, the last three weeks, trying to play catch-up because um, we need 150 round bales to get through the winter with the livestock, which means we have to have three good days in a row to put up hay um, in order to get it done. Like, it cannot rain on the hay, so you have to wait until you have a weather forecast that says, like, 0% chance of rain for three solid days, because you cut one day, you rake the second day, and you bale the third day. Right. So that it's properly cured for those of you who've never done hay before. God bless you. Um, so going into the middle of July, we had 14 round bales done. And that's very scary because we try to do, you know, first cutting, second cutting. And at some point in my life, I would actually like to do third cutting. But we just are wrapping up the first cutting now when we should be halfway through the second cutting which means second cutting is probably not going to happen until September now, and third cutting is not happening at all. So it's been a real challenge here. So I've been working in my studio. Um, I have a little house in the backyard that uh, was built for my grandparents when they came home and announced they were married in 1931. And um, I've turned it into my fiber zone so that it doesn't take over my house. And um, so I've been putzing around out here and trying to make samples and whatnot and get ready for the fall shows. But tell us about your your cross-country 
trek to Montana. That's super interesting. Um, well, we started in Virginia, and I just complete. this is why I don't knit and uh, try to do this at the same time. I just did a short row on a heel that I should have been short rowing on. Um, we started in Virginia, and from there we drove to Chili Cove, Ohio, where we saw you guys, and you so kindly picked up a bunch of stuff out of the back of my truck. The uh, the hitch weight was a little bit over. Um, we weren't overloaded on our truck weight. We weren't overloaded on the camper weight, just the, the pin weight. So you were kind enough to take some stuff from us at the world's most muggy and humid campground ever in Ohio. That place was jank. It was The campground itself was nice enough, but I haven't seen humidity like that since, like, Mississippi. It, it was awful. Um, we were there one night, and then we went to, uh, we stayed in Cicero, Indiana, and we visited some cousins there, um, so that was kind of fun. And then we went to Geneseo, Illinois, and visited one of my best friends from college and his wife and their four kids. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. We were having fun. And then, let's see, from there, let's see, Indiana, Illinois. Illinois. Then we stayed in Iowa, and we went to a really awesome barbecue restaurant there. For my husband, we drove a few miles out of the way to go to this barbecue place, and I will say it was one of the best places I've ever been to. It was awesome. Um, from Iowa, we stayed at Minnesota at a really... The campground itself was not terrible, but... Whoever had booked the sites had booked everyone, like, right next to each other, even though there really wasn't a need to do that. Oh. That's kind of gross. And it was, uh, I honestly thought I was going to have to ask people to get out and move their campers and their trucks so I could get out of my parking spot. It was that bad. Oh, wow. Uh, Schubert is barking at the neighbors right now. Um, so from Minnesota, then we drove all the way across South Dakota to Rapid City. In one day. Um, and we stayed in Rapid City four days. We got our driver's licenses. We got our trailer plates. Um, we're still waiting on car plates. It's been a fiasco. And then from Rapid City, we drove to Sheridan, Wyoming, um, and spent a night there. And on Sheridan, we drove, from Sheridan, we drove to Cody across this mountain pass that was, it was windy and curvy, and it was like an 11% grade for about eight miles. We had to stop halfway down to cool our brakes down, and I wasn't even riding my brakes. It was just that steep. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was an exciting drive. In fact, we finally, I was like, we just kept dropping the gears down, and finally I was like, Wayne, I can't drive down the mountain and shift gears, so <laughs> Wayne was having to just shift gears, and I was like, okay, and now we need to go up one, and we need to go down one, so that was like tandem driving. That was a little weird. Um, but from Cody, we stayed in Cody for two nights, um, and then from there we drove through Yellowstone Park, um, here to Ennis, and we're here for two months. It's kind of nice to be sitting in one spot. Didn't you go to the Badlands and everything, too? Oh, I mean, yeah, you went yeah, to a ton well, of we were in Rapid City, we went over to the Badlands for one day, we went to the, um, Minuteman Missile, um, museum that just opened, um, outside of... 
Rapid City. There's not too much going on in South Dakota, so it's like 50 miles from Rapid City. I actually, no, that's not true. It was outside of Wall, uh, the infamous Wall drug. They have something like 5,000 billboards in South Dakota. It's totally a tourist trap, but if you're in South Dakota and get a chance, go to Wall Drug. It's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all the major stuff. Wayne went to Mississippi to see his mom. Um, her health is stable-ish for now, so we're thankful for that. But she um, is and then I've just been actually getting some knitting done. But Mama is in hospice and could use the prayers, though, right? Yeah. Um, they had given her not a huge amount of time, but she's holding her own, and we're at the end of the shortest amount of, or the longest. How should I say that? They said three to six months, and we're at three months now, and she's she's holding steady, so we'll take that, you know? Yep. Well, so what about you? You've been sitting in the rain. I know you went to SSK in Nashville. Yes, yes. That was where we were on our way back when we stopped to visit you in Chillicothe. Um, we went to um, SSK, which is the Super Summer Knit Together that the Knit Girls, Leslie and Laura, put on in Nashville every summer. And this was our second year going. And we had the best time. And, you know, we, it's, it's four days of knitting and classes and eating and giggling and staying up way too late. I knit with friends until midnight every night. And then I couldn't get, like, I was giggling so much I couldn't get shut down to go sleep. So, you know, I was annoying Scooter Pie and then we'd have to get up, you know, early in the morning and start all over again because I had more classes. And I got to take classes with Susan B. Anderson, um, which was amazing. I did uh, a class on Three Wee Sheep, which was like teeny tiny hand knit uh, itty bitty sheeps. And they are absolutely <laughs> adorable. There may be one coming your way at Christmas time. I'm not going to say for sure, but he might be green. Um, oh, I like green things, including the sock that I'm completely mangling right now. And then um, we we kind of hosted some culinary adventures while we were at SSK. And we had this wonderful group of girls that uh, trekked along with us to go to Wayne's favorite place, Pegleg Porker. You know, Wayne's not actually been to Pegleg Porker. I know, but we, we go enough that it makes up for it, because... <laughs> That place is amazing, and I, I actually got the nerve up to go over and, and get a picture with um, Carrie Bringle, the owner, and he said, you know, I see all you ladies with your bags. What all, What are you in town for? And I told him when we were there for SSK for a knitting retreat, and he's like, oh, you may know my aunts. Um, turns out his, his aunts are twins, Edwina and I forget the name of the second one, but... Uh, one of them is a master weaver um, in North Carolina, and the other one is like a master potter. And they're like all sorts. If you Google them, I'll put a link to the to the um, the profile on them. But they're really really interesting ladies, and oh. I was super excited to to learn about that. And we had this great group of girls, and I'm I'm gonna forget somebody, but I told them I'd give them a shout out. 
Um, there was Christina and um, Malie, which everybody called Maylee for like three solid days before we found out her name was really Malie. And um, Karen, and Karen's from Yarnability. She's the one that gave us the awesome recommendation for Mole when we went to uh, Rhinebeck last year. You remember yeah. Mole? That's the place that I got drunk and had the picture taken with the... Um, I was going to say, do you remember Mole? Because I'm not the one that didn't remember the picture with the skeleton. <laughs> yeah, well, I I think it was good, but um, I'm going to have to try it again this year to, to see if I'm right. But, um, yeah, uh, there were just, just a great crew of girls that went with us on our culinary adventures to Peg Leg and to Taco Mamacita, which is our favorite Mexican joint. And we tried a new place this year called The Row, which was really, really good. And I had my first plate of hot chicken, which is sort of a Nashville thing. Oh, yeah. There's a place here in um, in Bozeman. It's called Roost. And the guy's from Alabama, and he does Nashville hot chicken, and it is to die for. Oh, yeah. Scooter Pie didn't think I'd eat it because, you know, I don't really like spicy things. Yeah. But it it was it was spicy, but it wasn't, like, painfully hot. Do you know what I mean? It was really oh, no, this one here will set your nose on fire. Well, they, <laughs> they had options for, like, mild, hot, or slap your mama, um, which I didn't think was a good idea. So I, I did mild, but it was really, really good. And uh, where else have we been? I can't remember. It's been, well, we did um, we did Great Lakes. We, we did a bunch of shows um, after Kentucky, but... Uh, yeah, we haven't been with you guys since that quick stop in Chillicothe where I brought you your your prizes from SSK. Yes. Your your first skeins of mustache. I, well, you didn't even know I had been stalking that colorway, so that was kind of awesome. I kind of stole that one from you, but, you know, <laughs> it's a little yarn between friends. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm sure you'll see something beautiful when you're on the road and pick it up for me when... I see you the next time. But, yeah, I was I, I got it because, okay, so there's this, this um, what is it, like a 15-striper or 12-striper or something from yeah. Mustache Yarns. And the colorway is called um, Dark Side. And so I thought it was a Star Wars reference and bought it to make socks for, for poor Scooter Pie, who doesn't have any socks by, made by me. And I thought, oh, I'll make him some Darth Vader dark side socks. And then I got there to you and was telling you about my, my goodies. And you're like, oh, no, that's Dark Side of the Moon. This is from her her line that she did with Pink Floyd. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't like it now. you know. And you're like, oh, I've been trying to get this for, you know, for months and months. I've been stalking her website. And I was like, oh, well, here you go. <laughs> but... That's cool, too, because the more I looked at the Japanese garden one that I had originally got for you, the more I really like it, even though I don't like yellow or orange. I just, it's it's grown on me like fungus, and I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. Well, good. But uh, after SSK, then, we had that trunk show at House of Yarn. Yeah. Which, which was really, really good. Meg is, Meg is super awesome. She works at the yarn shop, and she was at SSK with us. And her mother is the designer who did that Meet Me at the Ryman shawl that I finished. Yeah. Um, which apparently I'm the only person that's ever made it in not red because the Ryman Auditorium is red brick. And they have these beautiful skeins that just match the red brick. But 
you know, I've knit a lot of red, red shawls lately, so I decided I'd do it in lavender, which, you know, it's still the same architecture as the Ryman. It's just the Ryman in purple, which is kind of weird. But anyways, I just got it blocked. I'll post pictures. It's gorgeous. But I got to meet her mom. I forgot that I played on the stage of the Ryman when I was in high school. <laughs> oh, wow. Then you we should have a band And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, I met, um, I got to meet Joe, Joe Strong, the designer of the Meet Me at the Ryman shawl, when I was at House of Yarn, because she's Meg's mom, and she came in, and I got a picture taken up with her and my shawl, so that was really special for me. Uh, you know, you hardly ever get to meet the people whose uh, creativity you're benefiting from, so I was all excited sure. about that. But I've just shipped out a ton of, of yarn to designers who are working on patterns, so that's the next thing I have in the pipeline. You uh, you stopped and did um, a little wholesale order at a new shop along the way, didn't you? I did in um, Cody, Wyoming. It's called the Grand Loop Yarn Shop, and she got one of most of my sock yarn colorways, um, one of each. So if you happen to live in Cody, Wyoming, or are going through, stop and pick up some Grishuvi yarn. Um, I'm doing the, hopefully, the Fly Fishing Festival, which is not just about fly fishing here in Ennis over Labor Day weekend. So I'll have my yarns here in Montana. Um, hopefully selling some. The property we want is still for sale. But seeing as it's a land loan, you got to put more money down than we have at the moment. So I need to sell some yarn. So friends, <laughs> come out and visit. Well, I have to apologize. If anybody can hear my ridiculous rooster, I, I'm in the studio and there's no air conditioning here. So I have to have the windows open. And I just keep hearing, um, I have a pair of twin roosters that one of my hens raised two or three years ago. I call them apricot jam and orange marmalade because they look like they're covered in it. And, uh, He's not apparently participating in daylight savings time or something because he's like out the window behind me just cockadoodle doing his little head off. And uh, yeah, so that's sort of. No, I can't hear the rooster, but I'm sitting here with all my windows open going, oh my God, it smells like a cow pasture in here because the wind must be a little bit from the east and there's a huge herd of cows on the other side of the fence from the RV park. And it, it smells a little ripe right now. <laughs> well, didn't you tell me when you were going through Yellowstone or whatever, there was a, a buffalo stampede or a buffalo crossing you had to stop for? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not that uncommon. What was a little weird was that, number one, there was a dead one. He was just like, he must have expired that morning or something. He, he had a little rigmortis going on, but nothing too, too gross. Um, but all of his friends were like walking up to him and like nudging him, you know, like, hey, Bob get up. Yo, Bob, what's going on here? Um, but all the buffalo were right there by the road, and the park service had an ambulance out. First, we thought someone had gotten gored again, because they've had about four or five gorings this year, because people are stupid, and don't realize buffalo can run like 30 miles an hour, and they get up close to them to take a picture, and then, well, you know what happens. Um, yes, public service announcement, don't pet the buffalo. Don't pet the buffalo. They have really 
really nice fiber, but that's not the way you want to get it. I think that's um, the I think that's the show title. Don't pet the buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But they had this ambulance out, and they were using the ambulance to herd the buffalo out of the road long enough to let some cars pass because traffic was backed up both directions, and they were just standing in the road. So, like, the park ranger's, like, driving the buff the ambulance at the buffalo and, like, tweeting the, the, the sirens and, like, honking and flashing the lights, and he's, like, waving and yelling out the window, and the buffalo would just stand there and look at him, and he would run right up to him and practically touch them with the, the ambulance, and they were like, yo, dude. Something's wrong with Bob. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> We're having a wake here. Excuse me. Can we have some privacy? <laughs> oh, geez. Well, I, I know that that's actually fairly common if, if you believe it. Um, when we have one of the old ladies pass away here, when we go into the barn, if she's passed overnight, everybody, like all of her kinfolk are standing around her, like, you know, keeping watch over the, over the corpse. And, you know, we have to kind of, well, we always have a little, you know, Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You were a good girl, you know. Yeah, Sorry I mean, that's not again. uncommon, but you don't... I hadn't really seen a dead buffalo by the road before. That, well, that, was that would be disturbing. It, a little bit. And, you know, probably by the next day, it had mostly been eaten by carnivores. Because the Park Service doesn't really... I mean, unless he's dead in the road, they're not going to move him. Oh, that would be... That would be a... a really poor advertisement i would think for yellowstone hello welcome to yellowstone home of the dead buffalo drive around well yeah i mean if you want to see bears and that and wolves and that kind of thing they last year i was out one day and there was a huge traffic jam and it was because bears were eating the carcass of a dead buffalo and it was really pretty cool oh heavens i'm surprised so, somebody hasn't you know um picketed or something that but that's yeah that's that's what happens that's uh that's nature circle of life people hakuna matata <laughs> that song is on my uh playlist we listen to it in the car <laughs> yeah well i don't know if i've told you but we're going back to disney here in in about three weeks for our you told me that anniversary. yeah yeah, Scooter Pie and I are having our wedding. Well, you know, we were going to go to Hershey, which is just on the other side of the state. And, you know, we were going to drive over to Hershey and camp, spend a couple of nights at the campground over there, and just hang out with some with our friends Bob and Katrina. You know Bob and Katrina. Yep. On the other side of the state. And when I priced it out, um, that happened to be when Spirit Airlines was having, like, $60 each way uh, flights. And with our DVC points and our annual passes, we could actually fly to Florida and go to Disney cheaper than we could drive across the state and camp at Hershey. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, why wouldn't we do that? So um, I get to see my cousins. I'm really excited because uh, our wedding anniversary is three days before the day my dad died. So um, that'll put a smile on my face. Even a scooter pie can't. I, I don't know what he has up. This is this is our ten, 10 years together, nine years married, because, you know, we we met and, and fell in love on August 19th, and we were engaged at Christmas, and we got married um, on our one-year anniversary. 
because, you know, he's, he's it and a bag of chips on a popsicle stick, praise the Lord, and pass the ammunition. So I, I just don't know what he's got on his, on his plate for this year. I kind of keep hinting that I'd like to have, um, a new piece of jewelry to replace the smaller piece of jewelry that I got when we were married, if you know what I mean. But, um, yeah. But without getting the rings off my finger to get the right curve, I don't see that happening. Because if you've ever seen my, my wedding rings, like, your wedding rings are stupendous. <laughs> Wayne did a good job. Wayne did a good job. Wayne needs to help the scooter pie. Um, he bought me this teeny tiny... Um, I think it must have been some sort of a promise ring or something. It's not big, and it did it had nothing to match it, but it's kind of like a twisted kind of S-shaped setting. It's a really weird setting, but it's gorgeous, and it's really small. Um, so then I really, you know, I liked it when we got engaged, but the thing was we had to send it to the jeweler to have a ring made just like it without a stone in it that would fit up against it for a wedding ring because nothing fits up against an S-shaped setting. That's not that's not a possibility. So, if he were going to do anything, he would have to he would have to have the ring off my finger. So, I'm thinking it's probably <laughs> not happening, but that's okay too. Next year is 10 years married, so maybe that'll be when it happens. Well, we'll have 11 years married and 15 together this year. So, but I don't think we're doing anything we're having to save money for a half a dozen different reasons so. yeah for land and a house and shipping all your crap to the land and the house stuff, yeah. but so what have we actually knit on since this is supposed to be a knitting podcast oh my god i have a list <laughs> i have a list um i have been doing a ton of knitting uh, I actually did some spinning. You know, I got some, I got some new wheels. Did you? Yeah. You heard that story. Oh um, yeah. I went to this going out of business sale at the local alpaca place. That, um, anyways, they decided to retire and move to Barbados, so everything must go. And I ended up getting one of those custom spinning works, custom classic, the big metal wheel that's mm -hmm. like you know sort of been a little controversial. Well, I picked up one of those, and I decided I wasn't going to like it because it's, it looks... My husband calls it the Buick Roadmaster because it looks like the front end of a Buick. But um, I fell in love with it, and I've actually decided now to sell probably three of my wheels because seven is too many. But I, I have up... one. You know, anything over one is a lot for me. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I've got the Ashford Traveler that needs to go, and we picked up a... a Blue Bonnet Honeybee, which is a plying or art yarn wheel. And that's not my bag, but I couldn't leave it there. So it's got to go too. And I think I'm going to let go of my original wheel, my Louette S10, because I never use it since I got the um, the Ladybug. I love my Ladybug. And Scooter got me the Wooly Winder for Christmas. So like, there's never any reason to use anything but it. Or the Custom Classic, because the Custom Classic has 12-ounce regular bobbins and 24-ounce oh, jumbos. Shubert! 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 Barking at the, the maintenance guy. <laughs> so, 
with that kind of capacity, I don't really need anything but those two wheels. So um, I think I may thin the herd a bit. And then the same day, I also got that big loom. So now I have to learn how to weave. You really do. I do. Three, three looms and not knowing how to weave is probably... Oh, and I thought I'd just go take a class at the Mannings, but I just heard the other day that they're closing, so... Really? Yeah. Like, the end of the year, they're retiring and closing, so I've got to get out there. So um, I've been talking to Karen. For, she's down uh, around Hagerstown, and we're talking about going out there um, just to make a pilgrimage to the Mannings before the Mannings is gone. But, uh, I don't know. That's uh, sort of weird. But anyways, what I've been knitting on, let's see, I have several FOs that I was working on back before we recorded the last time, so let me look here. Um, I finished the Balsam Hollow Shawl. Right. I finished um, a pair, two pair of DVD Desert Vista Dye Works socks, and actually when we were at SSK, I won her um, sock club, her one skein of sock yarn per month for a year for free. That was one of my prizes I won in the Scarrett Bennett um, charity raffle. Um, I finished uh, Lala's Simple Shawl by Lar Linneman. I finished the Pioneer Girl Shawl by Susan B. Anderson. Meet Me at the Ryman by Joe Strong. Um, and I am currently working on Fractal Danger, which is Martina Bem. Um, the Through the Loops Mystery Knit Along Shawl by um, Kirsten Kapoor. I'm working on a, a couple other pair of socks. One pair is Desert Vista Dye Works and the other pair is Mustache. And then my main project right now is the Hitofude cardigan in my Lester Longwool fingering because I made the mistake of saying out loud that I thought I might make one. And then some of the ladies who are waiting on us to come to a trunk show said, oh, I, I've been wanting to make one, too. I'd love to make one in your yarn. Will you have it in, in the booth as a sample so that I can see what it looks like because maybe I want to make it in your yarn? So now my fun cardigan knit has turned into my deadline knitting. And so I'm doing so many rows per day to get it done in time. And that's actually what I'm knitting on right now while I'm talking to you. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're doing a Heather and actually have a schedule and have, like, how many rows you have to knit a day? I have learned so much from my friend Heather over the last three years. And I have actually written down here, uh, I don't think I'm giving any of the secret sauce away, but there's 16 repeats for the sleeve. There's the left sleeve bind off, which is so many stitches. The right sleeve bind off, which is so many switch stitches. The one by one rib is so many rows. The setup rounds, the four repeats of chart A, the repeats of chart B, chart C, chart D, chart E, the one by one rib, and the bind off. Yes, I have become Heather Brunner. <laughs> I, you know, I'm kind of known among my, my knitting friends that know me in person that I always have like a knitting schedule if I have a deadline and I have to do so many rows per day or if the rows are getting bigger I have to knit x amount per day and I do this across multiple projects and it really I rarely miss a true deadline you know yeah because I'm a freak and have to have a schedule and a list I feel so much more productive 
Yeah. Really did. Funny how that works. Like, I just started the Spectra um, shawlette, shawl, scarfy thing by Stephen West today. I've had the yarn for months. I've had no knitting time. Um, You've been driving. Yeah, I've driven 4,000 miles in three, uh, three and a half weeks. Yeah, that's just driving. Yeah, that's just driving. Lots and lots and lots of driving because my husband works while Wayne works while I drive. And so he hasn't had to take any vacation days during all this. When's the last time somebody moved and their husband didn't have to take a vacation day? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. so I started that today and it's gorgeous. I'm using Madeline Tosh and Fable Fibers. Um, but I guess I should probably back up. Since I saw you, I knit the Summer Flies shawl. And I went through and looked at all the finished projects, and almost everyone had done Summer Flies in a solid color. And it's got, if you count the cast on and the bind off, it's got nine distinct sections. And so I used three colors of yarn that was 100% bamboo. Um, and it was so soft and squishy. So I finished that. And then I did a pair, finished a pair of fingerless mitts for Wayne um, because he loves his fingerless mitts. And then I knit two hats out of hand-spun yarn that has been knocking around my studio for a while. Um, just basic hats, nothing fancy. I crocheted a baby blanket uh, for, well, it was supposed to be for my cousin that's due at the end of September, but I didn't get it done before we saw him in Indiana. So she got the blanket that was already done, and this one's going to my other cousin who's due at the end of, like, October or something. Family's feeling prolific right now. Um, finished that. I'm working on my sample socks that are side swept by Picnic Knits, Karina Ferguson. In mm -hmm. my yarn. Um, I'm going to finish those. My sideways cardigan that I started last August here in Montana is almost done. I've got to do the seams and then do like the, it's not really a button band, but it's the edging around the front of the cardigan. Mm-hmm. I've got to do that on there. And I think that's, I've got a pair of, another pair of socks going, but that's really about all that I'm working on right now. I'm trying to finish stuff up. Well, you have so, such limited space for stash and projects in your little tin can there. <laughs> hey, you were super impressed with my stash, though. I was, I was. It was very well curated. And I, I can totally see you getting a lot of stuff done. And, you know, I'm on the road. I can totally send you more whatever you need from wherever you need it. Well, um, and I've got, um, I made a few purchases since we left. Just three little skeins. I bought one skein in Cody, which is hand-dyed BFL in really pretty blues. And then I bought two skeins of yarn here at the Yarn Shop in Ennis Creation yarn shop. Um, Christina Rogers is the owner. and She's super, super nice. She owns the yarn shop in Big Sky um, as well, which is the ski resort close to here. Um, but it's baby llama, silk, and merino, but it's primarily llama and silk. Oh, it's so squishy. And so I got like a dark blue and a gold. I think I'm going to do a, maybe just a garter striped cowl out of it. So, making progress. I haven't done any spinning or weaving, but honestly, we just got here to Ennis on Saturday, 
And this is the first week in, oh, I don't know, since about February that I haven't had anything I have to do. <laughs> so I just kind of vegetated. Well, we head out on uh, Wednesday for, or I'm sorry, on Thursday we head out for uh, Michigan Fiber Fest in Allegan. That's our next stop. Um, and then we're home for a week for the fair. I'll be showing my tiny ass at the fair. <laughs> it's a miniature donkey, okay? What were you thinking? Oh, you know, my cousin was just posting pictures of her miniature donkey that got to see girl donkeys, and he was super excited, let's put it that way. Well, He I'm, didn't have very good manners. I'm taking Coca-Cola, who was grand champion last year, and then I'm taking his baby mama, Silverbell, and their love child, Jolly Roger. So I'm taking a less than three-month-old baby miniature donkey, to the fair, which is about the cutest thing in the history of the world. But this is this is my son's gig. Um, he is, he is yeah. really into um, showmanship and showing the livestock right now, which has never really been my bag. I'm just happy to leave them here on the farm with me. But he wants to take them and, and show them at the fair, so he's going to do that. But, you know, today this, this week has been, like, the greatest week in the history of his life. Because he got his new tractor and his new hay mower. Um, which I'll be paying for for the rest of my life. So buy more yarn, yeah. Are um, you knitting right now? I am. I can hear it. Oh. <laughs> You're going, rattle, 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 clack, 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 clack. I'm sorry. Not um, to interrupt you, but I didn't think everyone needed to possibly hear that. I'm sorry, I'm compulsively knitting my Hitofude. <laughs> Close <sighs> to the microphone. Alright, I backed off of it. So, okay, there you go. Um, that's what's going on here. And then once we get back from our anniversary, then we start our fall show season. And would you believe, I know you, I know you believe it, but would you believe that we roll out for our first trunk show of the season, September 5th, which is at Second, City, uh, Second Story Knits in Bethesda. And we are pretty much gone every weekend except October 24th between September 5th and Thanksgiving. Oh, I believe it. That's what my spring looked like, and I'm so glad my fall does not. Yeah, we don't see you again until Rhinebeck? Yeah. I so we we're here until the end of September, and then we'll take like two weeks to drive over to Rhinebeck, and I'm so excited. My good friends from um, home, from Charlotte, are coming to Rhinebeck. They've got a hotel. I'm excited to get to see them. And then from there, it kind of depends on Wayne's work schedule because he might have to go to California the week after or the week of SAF. So how fast we have to drive south depends on that. But then we have SAF the last weekend of October, and then who knows? <laughs> That's as far as my life goes right now. Well, we're scheduled for well, a trunk show at Four Pearls. Right. Um... November 8th, I think it is. Right. So that's where we'll be. But, um, yeah, we're, we're just one thing after another from now until then. I, we've spent the last two weeks skirting fleeces and getting them shipped out so that we'll have some new product this fall. Uh, the thing that we're working on 
well, that got shipped out first was 11 Kellers of, yeah, make fun of the way I say Kellers. Go ahead. Um, 11 ah, shades. Eleven shades of Shetland Sportwear. So that should be fun. But uh, hmm, lots and lots, lots on the plate, which is why we have been too busy and passing each other to get anything recorded since your last one on the market, which pretty much put the kibosh on getting anything done. Well, such is life. Things have finally slowed down a, a little bit here. Um, but who knows? You know, things can change at a moment's notice. Well, I'm I'm hoping that our friends um, Karen and Glenn, who I don't... I think you've met Karen, but I don't think you've met Glenn. But anyways, Karen is on the board of Shenandoah, and I think Karen and Glenn are going to try to go up to Rhinebeck, um, and Karen's going to probably help out in the booth because... Um, you know, we, that's the, one of the two shows that we really need booth help, um, is Rhinebeck. And I think the three of us last year almost wasn't enough. So, it wasn't. And we didn't get out of the booth at all. Cause you really needed three people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I'm your friend, but this year I'm, I'm vacationing a little bit while I'm there. So. Yeah. Which is why I'm hoping that Karen will come too. Because well, and Kathy said she would be happy to help. Awesome. Well, I love Kathy. I'm going on record as saying I love Kathy. Kathy is awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing her again. And if she wants to help in the booth, that would be spectacular. Schubert! Schubert! Sorry. But Schubert. I don't want Schubert to help in the booth because he does things like that. Schubert. So many things to bark at when every RV has a dog and they all walk past 400 times a day. Oh, I know. I'm just glad that uh, I'm just glad that I'm out here in the studio and nothing has backfired or turned on the Jake brake to set off all seven of my dogs. Well, actually, someone just walked through our campsite, which is kind of like a no-no. It's like kind of bad manners. But she had a whole bag of ice and she's parked on the back row, so I'll, you know I wouldn't be rude and like stick my head out the door and be like, "Dude, get off my campsite." <laughs> but I get it. These rows here are really long, and there's no cut-throughs, so if you're trying to be polite, you have to walk all the way down and then all the way back. And it's a lot of walking, you know, if you're carrying a bag of ice or something, so I try not to get my drawers in a bunch. <laughs> I get it. When someone's carrying stuff and cuts through. Well, what's, uh, what's the culinary canvas look like out there in Montana. Have you been any place good to eat? I know you were going to Stacy's for Wayner's birthday. Yeah, Wayne's birthday was on Tuesday and we went to Stacy's and he had the fried stuff appetizer and I had jalapeno poppers. And then we both had he had salad and I had really good French onion soup. And then we both had the prime rib, which is the best prime rib I've ever eaten. It is incredible. Um, and then we had, it's called cow pie for dessert. And it's peanut butter ice cream between two chocolate chip cookies um, that's been frozen and then topped with chocolate and whipped cream. Holy cow, it was good. Oh, that, that sounds like, you, oh, you should mail me one. 
<laughs> you it's... should come visit. <laughs> How about that? I've thought about that. I don't know when we would get that scheduled, but it would be very cool to see that. He, you know, my husband's very outdoorsy. So oh, he, he would, would love it out here. It's he would enjoy gorgeous. it. I just want to went there, and really, we... Oh, we went to the Soda Shop Pharmacy in Ennis for breakfast the other day and had really good Belgian waffles with fresh strawberries and homemade whipped cream on top. Well, a couple, a few weeks ago, we had to go uh, down to the mill that's outside of Frederick, Maryland. Uh-huh. And so we're getting, you know, we're getting old. So we don't go there and back in one day because it's like a four-hour drive. And uh, it's just too much for Scooter Pie. So... We priced something and stayed over because we got to go to his very, very favorite um, breakfast joint there in, I think it's in Ellicott City, Maryland, but it's a place called Expectation, and it's amazing. They have like an entire page of Benedict's, which is you know, Scooty's very favorite thing. He loves anything Benedict. He had like Bayou Benedict one time we were there and the Mexican Benedict and the Bayou Benedict was like on corn cake instead of English muffins and mm. was like shrimp and chorizo in like a, a Louisiana hot sauce kind of hollandaise. It was really good. And um, the Mexican one was almost like huevos rancheros, but instead of being served on English muffin, it was served on tortillas all sorts of crazy stuff. I always have, you know, I'm I'm boring. I have a bacon, onion, and cheese omelet. You are a creature of habit. I am. Everything looks so good, but I know that I love bacon, onion, and cheese omelets. So I never really get too adventurous. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. I'm nuts. Oh, I had really good food in Seattle. Um, That's been since we recorded. I went to Seattle to meet my cousin that I had. She says we'd met in person before. I don't think we had. It's my dad's twin brother's daughter. Um, She's just a couple years older than I am. Um, But her parents got divorced when um, they were young. And so we'd never actually met. So I flew out to Seattle. Um, She owns a sewing studio out there. And we had the best food. We went to this little local restaurant and I got this, it came in a cast iron skillet and it was beans with tortillas and rice with a fried egg on top with like roasted potatoes. Oh my God. It was so good. We went two mornings in a row. (laughs) I know you were, you were back for your, um, for your trunk shows there in the Roanoke area. Did you get to go to those, those, uh, good restaurants again? Uh, no, because we were camping already. We had already oh, yeah, that's moved right. out of our house. And, and, and I was just fried and I'm frugal, cheap, uh, however you want to put it. And if I have access to a kitchen, you know, I tend to cook. So uh, we really have not done too much eating out since we hit the road, other than getting pizza a couple of times. Um yeah. <laughs> well, we I don't have any income. You know, I don't right. have any shows right now. I'm not teaching piano, and so I feel like I should conserve my pennies, I suppose. 
Well, I haven't been conserving my pennies because I've been out on the road and doing a whole lot of stash enhancement. Um, which was probably really more than I needed. But SSK has the best vendors. And House of Yarn had stuff that, well, I'd never seen before. And when I ran it past you, you'd never heard of it either. So I was super glad I picked that up. It was called um, Silk Saki or something. Yeah, yeah, you showed that to me. It was interesting. Yeah, I got that. And I was able to get some Jill Draper Make Stuff Esipus, which I've been wanting to, to try out. And I won a skein of um, Lost City Knits um, Oak Barn Lace, which is spectacular. And I also won a skein of another Crafty Girl, that one that I showed you that's super shiny. It's 50% merino and 50% silk. And it feels like it's made out of wishes and fairy wings. I'm just so in love with it. And I got more project bags and I got a ton more yarn than I'm remembering that I got because I'm trying to block it out and several skeins of mustache because last year I didn't really like know what that was all about so I learned in the past year and this year I had to have some of it and I got some <laughs> two I got some two guys yarn company and I got some dramatic knits and um, I got some Sun Valley, which I hadn't had before. Uh, so I was very, very bad and killed the budget. But I'm I'm a happy girl, and I'll be warm, and I can knit all this, and I'll be, you know, I'll be good with the next one. I haven't bought anything lately. Well, I lied. I may have hit a Fat Squirrel update and got another project bag, but, you know. I've been relative. Uh, okay, no, so I, so I ordered three. So I ordered three skeins of Desert Vista Dye Works sock yarn, so that my free one would have company on the ride over from Arizona. But you know, I I've been really pretty good. I think. Uh, right. <laughs> we were laughing over the weekend because, you know, everyone's all about project bags, and Wayne looked over, and I had a Walmart bag slip knotted around the arm of my anti-gravity chair just knitting away he's like what are you doing i'm like knitting he's like what's that i'm like that's my my yarn bag <laughs> um, i don't have nice things like project bags because honestly i don't use them i'd rather use a walmart bag for the most part oh well i'm all about my project well you know i get a, an episode of startosis and i may cast on 15 things and then I, I've got 15 projects i got to store while I'm working on one. So um, All of my projects are currently crammed into one of Sue, um, Sue's baskets from Twin, Twin Birch, Birch products. Yeah. Well, I, you've, you've created a monster. I have three, and I'm probably going to have to have some more because I need more than that. that that's not holding everything. But, well, oh. I've got three. Two are with me, and one is in my mom's basement. Or it might be in her living room. She may be using it. I don't know. Well, I I, I saw all over the country. Honestly, I saw a um, a really good uh, tip the other day, and maybe this is something that everybody thinks of, but it it hadn't occurred to me. But it was a really good idea. I thought um, they recommended that you keep 
like a sock project, something small and, and mindless in the console of your vehicle in every vehicle you have. It just lives in there so that oh, you're I've never, that for years. <laughs> yeah, so that you're never lo- stuck without one. And so I just cast on a bunch of socks and put them in project bags and to stash them in all the vehicles because, you know, there's a lot of time when I'm sitting in line at the bank and I didn't think to grab knitting to take with me and I'm really annoyed. So now I'll have something because, you know, I don't think I told you, my son is horribly embarrassed when I knit in public. That's funny. Wayne used to be and now he just kind of got over it. Well, there was a thing on Facebook the other day about um, people are now complaining that knitting in public is rude. No and, ruder than being on your phone all the time. And that, that was pretty much the, the general consensus was it's actually far more rude to be on the phone all the time because when you're on the phone, you really are distracted and ignoring people. And when you're knitting, it's a matter of muscle memory so most of, most of the people who are knitting are totally tuned in and, you know, in, engaged in the conversation and involved in whatever's going on around them, where people who are fiddling on their phone playing Angry Birds or Candy Crush or whatever the new thing is are just tuning them out. Yeah. So. I think it's a matter of are you using it so you don't have to talk to people? In that case, I think it's rude. But if you're just keeping your hands busy, then no. Well, I I thought that, and I mean, you can continue the debate on the on the uh, Ravelry group. But in my in my mind, I'm thinking it's a matter of like a formal situation versus a casual situation. Like if you're just having drinks with friends, you know, hanging out and talking, it's perfectly fine to knit. But, like, if you're at your kid's graduation or church or a wedding, maybe you shouldn't it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, use your common sense. Use your manners. If your mother didn't teach you any manners, get online and look some up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I don't know why I thought of this just now. But a boat passed us, and I think we were in Minnesota maybe, but it said the name of the boat was You Betcha, Y'all. <laughs> oh, God. That's too funny. That's been our ongoing like joke because, because the the big, you know, to fill everybody else in, the big sort of cultural response to everything in the area you're in now is, Oh, yeah, You Betcha. Right. But you're from the South, so... You've got that southern twang, so you've kind of modified it to, oh, yeah, you betcha, y'all. <laughs> you got to have a y'all. I had to, had to hear you do that whole thing. That was funny. Good job. Yeah. It, it, you'd be surprised how many times I'm, like, doing something, and that pops into my head. Like, somebody asked me a question, I'm like, oh, yeah, you betcha, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I try very, very hard to cover my Pittsburgh accent. I really do. Um, I think really the only thing that you can you can pin me on is the Keller thing. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. You know, a lot of people here have been like, you guys don't sound like you're from the South. I'm like, uh, we try not to sound like Hicks all the time, and I am classically trained in voice. So I do know how to talk properly when I need to. 
Unless it's to my advantage to sound like a hick, and then I'll sound like a hick. Well, most people think that we're also uneducated redneck hicks. No offense to uneducated redneck hicks. But most people are surprised to find out that we both have college degrees and I have a master's because that that apparently is not what a farmer is in most people's minds. No, no. Most farmers now have college degrees. You have to or you're going out of business because it's hard. Gotta know your business. Between, you know, between all the science that goes into producing the crop portion of it, even if it's just hay, or, you know, the the ratios and rations for all the livestock and and the chemistry and pharmacology to take care of, you know, all of their pseudo-veterinary needs without having to call the vet, because he'd be here around the clock if I had to rely on him only. And then just the accounting and marketing and all of that. I, if I didn't have a master's degree, um, it, it wouldn't have happened at this point. But it's weird. We're weird. We like it. Well, now that we've covered every topic under the sun that might have possibly happened in the past two months, <laughs> two and a half months, that's, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, that's con- this is called condensing two months of fun and activities times two people into one hour. Yeah, yes. and we'll try to be a little more focused and not have to update you on everything because... I'm a little more free to record on a more regular basis now. Yeah, the goal is once a week at this point. We keep making that goal, but hopefully we'll be able to stick One to it. One of these days it's going to stick. Well, because you have very little to do now. True. Everything has, everything has sitting in my recliner barking out the door. Shook out on your end. So you can find us on our Ravelry group, uh, Transient Wool Merchants. You can find us... On our website, www.transientwoolmerchants.com. My Instagram is Ross Farm. Her Instagram is Gershubi. And please leave us a star rating and or a review on iTunes. We're trying really hard for you. Hope you're enjoying it. And on that note, shall we wrap? I think we shall. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Bye.